Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, all cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Good, Josh. Do we have our leads back? Is this I, is this game yeah. against West Ham any indication that leads are back? We got to rewrite all of the talisman theories, Brandon. Jack Harrison is clearly <laughs> the, the one. Rafinha, step aside, move on to Liverpool. All we need is Jack Harrison at Leeds, and uh, they're back. That yeah. was a fun match. And honestly, they, they won 3-2. They probably could have won 4-2 or 5-2. I felt like they were really... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Jared Bowen at the last minute... Um, I, I thought the the announcers I thought were a little harsh, and they were like, "Well, why didn't he just head it instead of sure. testing it?" It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like it's in midair. The ball gets deflected while you're yeah. already leaping. Like it's hard. Yeah. Like you know, I don't know about you, my body is not. Uh, yeah, maybe Ronaldo is second. making that alteration in midair, but Jared Bowen, he's a small lad. He's talented <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah I think once, that, that. Yeah, I yeah, think the Leeds performance today. We're recording Sunday afternoon. Not long after that match should be a, a lesson to all FPL managers out there. Um, when it looks like everything's not going your way, even to the point where you are already known as the in beleaguered with injuries squad in the premier mm-hmm. league and you've got yeah. two quick injuries within minutes of each other in the first half and they still emphatically i mean emphatically is putting it a little strongly beat one of the most informed teams in the league so if if bielsa can do it josh yep. all the fbl managers out there can do it that's a good i like that i like that that fpl spin you put on it uh if i can do a, a quick non-fpl spin i i think I feel bad for Leeds, I mean, for West Ham, because I think their their defense is is truly their mm-hmm. Achilles heel. I mean, it's like you'd think the problem would be that they only have one forward or that they, ha- you know, but that all works. Like every everyone from Declan Rice on up, like yeah. you can mix and match a bunch of different players and it kind of works, but uh, you can't fix that defense, it seems. you know. Yeah, yeah. Diop and Dawson, the, the you know, there are many double Ds through the yeah. West Ham organization from the ownership to the central defense. It's it's not a big help. Yeah. My favorite moment from that match, though, is after the um, the click, the Rafinha to click goal was called off through VAR. They cut to Bielsa on the sideline and he's just like very sarcastically saying, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Did he get LASIK or something? Doesn't he normally wear glasses? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're putting something new in his tea that he drinks and he's seeing better than ever. Yeah. And if our energy seems a little better than usual, by the way, we're recording this uh, on Sunday afternoon. We took advantage of a, a little window here. Um, the Arsenal Spurs match was, was postponed mm-hmm. uh, controversially, I would say, Brandon. It was a little <laughs> somewhat controversial. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we don't need to talk about it because I'm sure other people have talked about it a lot or are sick of talking about it, but uh, you were saying like, is this going to be a thing like forever yeah. now moving forward? And I think it's, it's so, it's so obviously ripe for abuse. This idea that 
I, I think the it's the the rule is going to have to get. And yeah. it may not even last for the rest of the season, I don't think, because um, clearly it's like you, you just find someone in your back room who may or may not have COVID, right? He's got a bad cough. And they're like, yeah. oh, we think it's COVID. And that's <laughs> enough to get a match postponed now, right? Yeah. So uh, and maybe when, Af- when the African Cup of Nations is over, that will. I mean, clearly it's like, in hindsight, just all of these things that probably could have been prevented, right? You probably didn't need to be like, like play, play such a completely intense festive fixture period, given that these waves tend to be the harshest during the, during the winter months. Uh, you know, and then obviously, I mean, African combinations is its own thing. There's really no, really couldn't control that, but, um, yeah, just like the way it all com- combined was just a kind of a yeah. disaster. Yeah. The FA, like sometimes they, they think with their heart, the, the festive fixtures are just ingrained in the culture. We can't mess with those. Yeah. And sometimes they think too much with their head. Okay, we need a policy here for match postponements. But yeah, people will take advantage. And I'm surprised that no one thought this would happen because you think about protocol for concussions and all the clubs and the FA are terrified that managers will take advantage of an extra substitution because of a head injury. So we can't have that. And here we are with these match postponements. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm hopeful that this is not just something we have to an, anticipate in subsequent seasons, just based on injury. Um, yeah. You know, after after COVID get hopefully gets under control, right? At the very least, let let your squad players come. That's that's what was confusing to me was you know, so many of these teams have these deep, you know, these these academy players, right? Yeah. And these are we're not talking about 15 year olds here, right? We're talking, you know 19, 20 or older, right? Yeah. Just players who are who are you know not quite able to make the first team, right? I'm not sure why some of those guys couldn't play 15 minutes. I mean, someone was saying that, you know, uh, the Bundesliga has a slightly harsher, not harsher, whatever, a more, um, you know, just like a less relaxed policy. And so, you know, I think it was Bayern Munich had to field like a 15 year old in their squad or something like that. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know, like, and that's how they did it in the, um, in the NFL and the NBA was just like, find, Find a free agent. Find um, sure. I'm know, sure Nicholas yeah. Bentner would have loved to have come and played in his umpteenth <laughs> North London derby well, today. It ended up being kind of fun in the NBA. You know, you had these these kind of random dudes, these retired players, come back for a match or two and or a game or mm-hmm. two, and it was kind of a it, it added a, it was entertaining. You know, so oh, anyway, yeah. that's 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 not an FPL uh, thing. Um, but uh, you know, so game week 22, we are. I guess we're something like two thirds of the way through. We have all these, these double game week matches um, still to play, assuming they all go forward. I think the Burnley Watford is the one that's maybe the most at risk, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it plays. And um, especially uh, cause I need those. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm due an assist at the very least for Manuel Dennis, because I feel like uh, he played a <laughs> perfect ball into Sissoko who really, uh-huh. really should have scored uh, there. Yeah. I was soon as I saw it land at Sissoko's feet, I did the whole Antonio Banderas lean back in your chair mm-hmm. um, meme because it's like, oh, he's going to sky this. I mean, this is the <laughs> only thing Sissoko knows how to do is <laughs> to try is his endless pursuit of getting the ball outside of the stadium. He yeah, wants to get it into the barking lot. He just shouldn't ever allowed to be, he should never be allowed to come within the 18 yard box, right? <laughs> That's just not, and nothing good happens when, when Sissoko goes yeah. that, that far into the box. Um, so yeah, we're, we're through a lot of game week 22 anyway. And, um, I'm having a, an okay week. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I burned eight, which, uh, looked really, disastrous kind of early on and Trossard uh, missed a breakaway on, on Friday evening. And um, I was like, man, did I just kind of, kind of blow it here? 
Um, but then uh, at kind of the last minute, I decided to go from a minus four to a minus eight because I was like, well, why leave for a like some matches could just get postponed and like, who knows? And so why mm-hmm. leave 12 million of Mosal on the bench? So why don't I just bring in Bruno Fernandez? Right. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of doubt about whether uh, Ronaldo was going to play or not. And so I just I just burned the extra four um, kind of at the last minute. And um, and so that has kind of made up for the. Um, for the other for, for Ronaldo, who I brought in and captained, uh, hasn't played a minute. Uh, and then and then Trossard getting getting just two. So I'm on 50, 59 points, but that's with a minus eight. But it is enough for me to get into uh to have to be in a green arrow um already. So I'm at I'm at 36k uh right now. And so and then I've got I think one, two, three, four, five, six players left to play, assuming Ronaldo plays. And if not, Brandon, you know who's <laughs> coming off my bench, don't you? Uh, who is coming off your bench? I, I couldn't tell you. Musa Sissoko <laughs> coming in, Mr. Goal, open goal miss himself, uh, is coming in. Well, I mean, maybe he rectifies <laughs> his mistakes. He goes from a one pointer to, uh, I don't know, a five pointer. pointer. I'll take a, I'll take two. I'll take two points if he comes on. Uh, but I do have Bruno vice captain, so I'd actually be delighted if, um, yeah, if Ronaldo yeah. didn't play. Um, so, uh, how's your week looking so far? Ugh, it's, uh, it's not good. Um, I ended up, you know, you, you tell me, walk me through the thought process because you were, I know you were really on the fence going into Friday, you're full in on free hit. And then obviously with all the chaos that happened, you know, with Thursday and Friday in the Arsenal match, I know you were a little on the fence about what you were going to do. I was on the fence with the free hit and I had kind of gotten to the point where I was ready to take a minus eight, uh, do a little team surgery, but then. Ultimately, I came around to the argument of if you take that minus eight, do you end up with a team going into game week 23, our following game week, with a team that you'd be happy with? And I, I at, that, at that crossroads, I said, let's just play the free hit with an mm-hmm. eye toward it's your, wild. It's your Robert Johnson moment. Right? Truly, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking of wild carding going into game week 23, and I just – I. I thought this this could be a moment, regardless of postponements. I still like the Leicester fixture for Spurs, you know, mildly, and mm-hmm. I, I I could not field a full team without taking a minus eight. So you know, if not now, then then when I take a minus eight this week in game week twenty two, or take a minus eight minus twelve ahead of some double game week later on in the season, and that was a price I was willing to pay. Now, as soon as I play the free hit uh, and and the game week locks in, Ronaldo is a no-show. The North London Derby is called out, is called off, and my free hit, it's like that sound of air leaving a balloon. Just like, <laughs> I don't know if it's the high-pitched squeeze of the uh-huh. uh, air leaving or if it's the like flatulent uh, farting sound of the air. It, it's, it's one of the two. Um, and... The free hit has just been a total bust for me. I yeah. captain Ronaldo. I, I I had this idea of think with your just like I was talking about the FA. Think with your head, not your heart. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bruno seemed like a compelling pick going into game week twenty two. But what has he done? And also based on the the cup fixture against Aston Villa without Ronaldo, Bruno didn't look all that all that compelling. So I thought, you know what? Take some learning from this. Don't bring in Bruno. I'll have Mason Mount and Lucas Mora instead. Mason mm-hmm. Mount who comes on for a one-pointer. I've got Alonzo in the back. 
um, with just one point. Yeah. Now, if if you take all the the mess I made of my free hit, I'm currently on 31 points with assuming Ronaldo plays eight left to go. Okay. Um, I if Ronaldo I'm, doesn't play a minute, who comes off the bench for you? Uh, Emerson Royale comes off the bench. Now that was the one. That was the one concession I made. Is I went Cucurella in my starting lineup over the the triple on Spurs yeah. because you I, just knew Gallagher was going to score, right? Like so. I mean, I, I don't mean like I don't mean like it was a bad move. But it was just like yeah. I, somehow it was like it was so per- like that, as that match went on and Brighton dominated basically the entire match, yeah. and you were like, oh well, clearly now. Palace are going to score in like the 80th minute. Like there's just, this is like how, like this is the script, right? right? Like we've seen this so many times before. Yeah. Um, the free hit did allow me, Josh, though, to get Musa Sissoko into my team. He's, oh, he's congrats. last yeah. on my bench. So I'm really, really pleased about that. Yeah. So I have to be optimistic that, you know, I've got some differentials here and Lucas Moore and Kane and I assume Mason Mount starts against Brighton. I mean, Alonzo had a clownish performance against Manchester City. So... I'm just fingers crossed he gets the start against Brighton. And if he does, I'm halfway there. I think it's likely. I would say it's likely. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess the thing about the Spurs players that, that, I mean, that's like, yeah, I mean, it's, you were, it was was a risk, but honestly, like as the Saturday morning, it looked like it was going to go forward. It was like there was some, it was worth it. I was talking with, um, with our friend Shiv about it. And we were, we were both thinking, these Spurs attackers could very well be, I mean, it depends on the match obviously with Spurs these days, but yeah, there's still an upgrade over other single game game weakers. You could be rolling yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I would have, I was ready to stomach the, the postponement of the North London Derby there. It was, it stung yeah. when it was official. Well, that isn't, I mean, it's a good point because you know, Kane, Kane could absolutely go off in that, uh, and Mora, for that matter, in that Leicester match, right? Like Leicester mm-hmm. is still, you know, down a bunch of players. So just, and that alone, at least you like that that match. It's like you know, put a put a dentist dentist yeah. appointment on your calendar or something, right? Because that <laughs> right. that could be a it could be a great two hours for you, like a massive differentials those yeah. two players. I will tell you the one player that you know the one player that I couldn't upgrade on was Cancelo, and that's really the only downside with this free hit is I've got Cancelo points existing in some sort of liminal space in my real right. team somewhere. Yeah. So that was, I mean, I blame Chelsea ultimately for my bad free hit at this point when yeah. I got two points from two players, Mountain Alonso, and they were, were not able to score on Manchester city. Some people were going in on Kappa for that KDB goal. And I think that's like a little unfair for like three reasons. Okay. One, okay. One is that I actually thought Kepa played pretty well in the match. He made a great save on Grealish. Uh, I think it was early in the second half. Uh, two, he's the backup. Okay, the backup should yeah. immediately be given just like a little more rope. Uh, and three, it's KDB. Like he weaved through that entire defense, and yeah. like it's like it was a KDB like thunderbolt. Like those are, I don't like. I'm yeah, maybe like you know, I don't know. Like maybe like two or three of the best keepers get their hands on that. But I think in general, on most keep the vast majority of keepers, that's a goal, you know? And so I, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was like a, a Kepa mistake or anything like that. So that would happen there. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think we have to litigate that goal. It was the correct result, you know, based on yeah. the match that I watched, that was a one nil Manchester city, Chelsea victory. You didn't even have to 
see any of the goals scored. It didn't matter how they were scored. That was the result. That was the only result fitting for the match yeah. that I watched. Yeah. 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 It's true. I mean, even Pep after, after the match was like, yeah, we're the best team. Like it was like, <laughs> I, I was like a uh, credit to just lean into it, I guess. Uh, all right. A couple of questions to start us off here. Uh, James Holland said on the back of my most likely wasted free hit, Let's see, Brandon. You know, he doesn't have the faith that you have, Brandon. You know, he's got, he's not a, uh, it says, should we save free hits for weeks when we can't field 11? As someone who sold Cancelo, uh, Bowen and Antonio, um, I'd have kept them both and then also had some better options to fill the gap. So given what we saw this week is the free hit. I mean, your situation is a little different. Maybe James is different than yours. I mean, you actually really were going to struggle to field the team. So free hit made sense in that case. I think the question is, if you have plain single game weakers, do you is the better option to wait for one of these like matches where we only have you know six fixtures or something and, and play the free hit then? Yeah, the double game weeks are have been have not delivered really apart from Jared Bowen uh, last week. Um, and we talked about this looking at game week twenty two. How many double game weekers do you need? And we landed on it doesn't the the number of double game weekers doesn't matter. How good? Are they? And when I was playing my free hit, you know, I, I, I held on to Bowen. Um, I held on to Trent. I held on to Jota. You know in your heart what are good fixtures for these single game weakers and not. You know yeah. in your heart who which players are too good to drop. Now I just got through talking about how I dropped Cancelo and why would I do that? But I, I just did it. But by and large, Josh, I hang, I hung on yeah. to my good single game week uh, players. I think that the yeah. free hit this season is one that you need to deploy a when you can't field a full team, and B for me, it was a little bit of can't field a full team, and and a lot of this is this is just going to make this game week more fun for me. Yeah. Um, Yep. And that I felt like that's what I needed to do. So well, I guess yep. my my message to James is play them, play the chips however you want. There, no one, no one this season, or I think in recent seasons, has demonstrated a bulletproof way to play the free hit chip or to play any chips for that matter. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know that there's a science here. No, I mean I'm 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 kind of with you. I mean I feel like I I didn't really. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, just enjoy and try to enjoy the weeks right now. I mean, I think I, I saw someone say that um, I, I, I didn't like I, I haven't independently verified this, Brandon, but I saw someone say that the the most do you know who the most captain player was overall in fantasy in Game Week 22? Um, I'm going to assume Mo Salah. It was Mo Salah. Yeah. Right. Mo Salah who's, who's, who's away in Africa um, for probably at least one more game week, maybe two. And, um, yeah, it's, it was most solid. And a lot of people are getting kind of, you know, um, well, I mean, you, you, first of all, you like, this is like, even in like a team, like even in non COVID years, like the ghost teams rise up and, and so people get really like frustrated by it. But to me, it's, it's fine. Like it's, you know, we've got 8 million managers, um, you know, maybe only 4 million or 3 million stick with it. Maybe it's only 1 million. Maybe I'm just competing against 1 million other people. Like that's kind of plenty for me. I don't know. Like I, it's not like, I mean, you know, like, uh, I get like, you know, you heard the expression, creator. Josh, uh, three's a three's company, four's a crowd. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, what you, you feel know, about millions. A yeah, million. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, it's really Four a million's lot. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if all I'm doing is competing against a million people, that's like, that's totally, totally fine for me. But I think that, um, what, what does get people to, to drop out sometimes is just feeling like they're not having enough fun. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, if, if free hitting made things more fun and, 
Uh, and also, I mean, it wasn't like there was no strategic benefit to it at all. I mean, clearly you wouldn't have done it if you didn't think there was one. So, you know, yeah. you can't always focus on the results, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. It was, you know, we talk a little bit about poker logic, poker mentality here. And I came off of, uh, I was buoyant as we, as we discussed in our Patreon pod coming out of game week 21, I had a solid green arrow and I wanted to kick things on. I thought the free hit could, here's just like famous last words, like can't lose, yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. I have a, I think I have a pretty good chance of sort of breaking even this weekend. So um, yeah. uh, but that's, you know, that's, that was a fun idea for me. And I think that there was a combo of, of fun and strategy. Um, and now I'll just have to, uh, work a little harder, Josh. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like, it's like you make the decision. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's like it's strategic and fun. And if it doesn't work out, like you just got to live with that but, yeah. and then, and then just sort of keep an eye, like think about how you're going to use it next time. Like maybe we'll yeah. end up with two or three more free hits this year. You know, who knows? Maybe well, I'll tell you what, more. Uh, I just have to wait for everyone else to play their second free hit and have them screw up their free hit. So it's like, I yeah. took my free hit on the chin this week. You all get to take your free hits <laughs> yeah, on the chin, exactly. blow up your squads exactly. for no This happens reason. like every year, right? It's like someone screws up the bench boost and they're like, actually, should the, should a single game week be when we should play the bench boost? And it's like, well, no, it's just like, it's just a gamble. Anytime yeah. you do these chips, it's a, it's a gamble. And, um, there's no, it's very, it's very hard to actually guarantee, um, uh, a good results from, yeah. from any kind, any kind of gambling endeavor. Right. So, um, uh, second question is from Johnny D. He says, uh, Adama Traore scored his first goal of the season. His celebration involved taking off his black gloves, revealing white gloves. My question, how many weeks do you think he was double gloving waiting for this moment? <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing scene in Dumb and Dumber where uh, Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey are taking that moped across the country. It's freezing cold. And Jeff Daniels is like, my hands are so cold. And Jim Carrey's like, well, you can have the extra pair because I've been wearing two gloves this, these this entire time, my hands are so hot. So I don't know if, if Troy Aria was uh, was referencing Dumb and Dumber. Was he referencing Michael Jackson? I was actually expecting him to do like a like a golf swing. Like the when I see oh, white gloves, cool. I immediately yeah. think of uh, golfers. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he's just a big Phil Mickelson fan. Like you Could know, be. who knows, right? Yeah, lefty. We um, all love our- Phil. Yeah, and I'm glad that Troy Aria scored. I mean, Troy Aria is a joy to have in the Premier League, right? One hundred percent. That year or two years ago when he had whatever it was, four or five goals, it was because uh, they were like all belters. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone in their life, every, every like, you know, Premier League player uh, mm-hmm. should be so lucky to have a season like that where just every goal he just ripped it from like outside the 18 yard box. <laughs> Landon Donovan it. style. Yeah, it was great. Um, all right. So Super League, obviously, we're only midway through, but um, it was th- over the weekend we, we crept into the uh, the top five, what they call the top five best leagues. Um, the way they calculate best leagues is just the overall score of the top five managers of the league. So I feel like it's a little like I feel like it should they should take all you know we've got like more than twenty thousand managers in a mini league, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. so I feel like we like they should we should we deserve every manager to have their vote and have their say. So very much so. Yeah, this we is a democracy. To, yeah, so petition Premier League headquarters. You know, get the uh, get the word out there. We want the best league to be the most, yeah. you know, the, we want the best league to be a podcast league that has the most managers. Yeah. So Hashtag just, just every team counts. Every team <laughs> counts. Um, so the top 10 in the always cheating super league is actually a tie for 10th. So I'll read up uh, from the bottom. We've got Matt P and Ben Fowler tied for 10th. FPL mate is in ninth. Hendrick Matson is in eighth. Kishendri Varma in seventh. Sam McAfee in sixth. Finn Solly in fifth. 
Torhe Hegna in fourth, Andre Glushkov in third, Tor Evan Peterson in second, and Daniel Mason Abraham in first. He is also first overall, mm-hmm. and the top six managers in the Always Green Super League are in the top 100 in the world. So, Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Even if that only includes 1.5 million active managers, Brandon, <laughs> that's still very impressive in my book. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking about Daniel Mason Abraham, how he was number one in the world uh, like a, a little over a month ago. He fell out, and now he's back, and that is just kind of the – like he's handling the pressure so much more so much better than I expect I would, or yeah, I don't know how you'd, how do you think you'd handle the pressure, Josh? Well, I mean, when I was around like 500, uh, a couple seasons ago, that was tremendous pressure for me, right? That wasn't even like, no one would even be impressed by it. Like, you know, if I like told my mom, I was, you know, like, they'd be like, mm. is that good out of 550? Like, you know, what is that out of, you know? Uh, and that was like, I was like sweating every transfer I made. So if I was first overall, I would have to like quit my job, I think to like, you know, um, run, you know, a hundred thousand simulations in my, uh, you know, my attic or whatever, you know, and really try to, you know, nail each transfer. Uh, no, I don't think I handle it well at all, but congrats to, congrats to DMA. That's what we're going to call him now, Brandon, DMA. I'm reminded of the, the great Shawshank Redemption quote from uh, Morgan Freeman's character. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it really takes, pressure and time. So that, that's where we're at with the Super League. Yeah, the diamond, the diamond himself, Daniel, Daniel Diamonds, we could call him. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, yeah, let's let's plug the Patreon real quick. Then we'll take a break and come back and and talk about uh, this week's theme of January transfers and emerging FPL stars. Of course, if you love what you hear and you want to say thanks to to me and Josh for what we do each week, you can join us at patreoncom cheating where you get an extra ad free podcast each week. Also, uh, you're in contention for the Dean's List Manager of the Month Award. Josh, with Lucas Dean, now in Aston Villa, the Dean's List competition takes on a whole new relevance, I think. And I'm glad for that. If you win the manager. Yeah, he looked so good, I thought, yesterday. No, definitely. Yeah. 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 Villa are going to factor heavily into the next section of the pod. Uh, Yeah, every every month we're giving away an always cheating T-shirt to the Dean's List Manager of the Month. We've got our mini league mate week in review newsletter and uh, more free T-shirts at certain levels. Shout outs to new patrons. Thank you to uh, Toder Peter Todorov, uh, also Pirate Angel. Oh, cool. Got a real pirate on the Patreon now. John Paul Solomon and also Oystein is a new patron. So thanks for your support. Again, that website is patreon.com slash always cheating. Agree, Brandon. Thank you. And I think some of these are returning. You know, again, it's like this nice theme of people who, who take a little break, refresh. Come back. They're ready to ready to support the pod. So that's what Rafa is going to be doing now. He's going to take a little break and come back for fresh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, exactly. Somewhere I don't even know where. Maybe maybe Newcastle. I don't know how much uh, uh, how much yeah. rope Eddie Howard's going to get. I, I think I think Dynamo Kiev is calling Rafa's yeah, name right now. That's that's definitely possible. Um, all right, let's take a break. We'll talk about January transfers, emerging FPL stars, and game week twenty three. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, Ryan, we're back. Part one, January transfers and emerging FPL stars. We are obviously, as everybody, obviously everybody, I don't know why I'm... It's, it's, it's always like when I read these articles, and I'm like, unless you're living under a rock, you know this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like half the time they say that I have never heard about the thing they're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, quit using that expression, you know, like, but <laughs> as most people likely know, this is the January transfer window when you're allowed to bring new players in and make and basically make trades with, with other clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we've, we've seen a couple of a couple of signings happen just in the last week or so. Um, I guess the three biggest ones would be uh, Lucas Dean, Philippe Coutinho and Chris Wood. I think we can count Chris Wood as a, um, you know, as a patron. He's under consideration. Yes. So as, as like as one t- worthwhile talking about, we'll see. Yeah, he got he, he they threw him right into the lineup. Uh, you know, for for this weekend, I I don't know that I have any strong feelings about uh, what I. Th- hey, listen, would, if you I'm, need if you need a yeah. tall kiwi to stand, you know, somewhere around the six yard box, Chris Woods, yep. your man, and yep. uh, he did that. Uh, unlike any other number nine I've seen in a long time for Newcastle, so great move, guys. Yeah, and uh, like the other like emerging theme of Stevenson is is Saint Max doing awesome stuff um, all yeah. season while nobody ever talks about him. Like he's like the <laughs> the one like one of the most consistent. Like I mean, obviously, like we're not talking about Kane prime like prime Kane level consistency, but for like a six million forward, he's been terrific basically all year, and yeah. all of us are just like nah. No, no need for him. Like no need to consider him. Um, yeah, it's, so yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know if with St. Max, it's you take a player like St. Max and put him on a promoted side, like, like Watford, like Sar was like levels of St. Max at certain points, at least in FPL output, not in exciting Maisie runs, but um, as FPL managers, I feel like we have a higher tolerance threshold for a player like St. Max on a, team like a promoted team that we don't quite understand fully yet newcastle i feel like managers are like nah that team's not good st max as good as he is let's not consider him yeah five goals four assists 6.6 million like not bad decent decent run ahead they still have two matches left to play i i think there's there comes a point where i have st max for a double game week i think that's that's gonna Mm -hmm. happen they have everton away and southampton away so i feel like depending on when those fall i mean this is you know the one thing that we can't talk about yet, and we may, 
have more information later on this week that we can maybe talk about on the Patreon pod is um, it's possible that we have double game weeks in 23. There's a, mm-hmm. like a little window where some clubs could do it. It's sort of, you know, you can read about it online. It's like, it depends on TV contracts and all that, all that stuff, you know? So um, anyway, so um, yeah, I think that um, I don't know how we ended up talking about St. Max. He was not we were talking about Chris Wood manager, and yeah, yeah you, right. you highlighted the three, the three, big new signings during the tra- transfer window in the premier league being Dean Coutinho and Chris Wood. So Chris Wood, that's yep. kind of boxed. We've got a question from blue nose stew who says now that we've actually seen Dean and Coutinho and they're still good. Should we move on them? Particularly given Villa's upcoming fixtures. So, um, that was an incredible second half from Villa against Manchester United, uh, after they, they got over Emmy's blunder, uh, but when Coutinho came on as a substitute, things just kind of went fully electric, like the lights truly came on. Um, so if you had to rate on a scale of 1 to 10 where you are with Dean and where you are with Coutinho, um, let's just say coming into your squad next week, where are you with these guys? Oh, well, that's interesting. Next week. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to give a little urgency here. Yeah. So you know at least the, the classic wait and yeah. see approach is is <laughs> yeah. always admired. Sure. But that you can miss out on some some great opportunities if you if you wait and see all the time. So yeah, I mean I have uh Trossard on my team. I have no interest in keeping him for any particular length of time. Um, and I have like a million in the bank. So I, I could move Trossard to somebody like Coutinho. I would at least consider it. I mean, it would basically, he is the reincarnation of Pamas Rodriguez, right? I yeah. think that we're going to see uh, a great run from Coutinho over the next few weeks, and then he'll probably get injured and then he'll probably complain about the club or whatever. And then he'll like be back in Spain, like six months later, you know, this is yeah. like, it kind of, it, it's just going to like, it's, this is what happens. Like these guys yeah. are all really talented, but they, you know, and so they can sort of like bring it, bring back the energy for a little bit, whether you're, you're, you're a, a James or a Coutinho or a right. Ronaldo, right. You can sort of find, you can find that spark for a little while. Right. But, but then you have to yeah. ask yourself, well, why is Coutinho in the situation that he's in? I mean, you can blame Barcelona for not really utilizing him. I think Ken early on second captains makes a pretty good case for you had an aging team when Coutinho was first signed at Barcelona with Luis Suarez and Lionel Messi, who are just like, we're not tracking back and we're not running. And you bring in Coutinho, and where Coutinho excels is not pressing um, and and trying to plug gaps in the midfield. He plays a similar style <laughs> to yep. you know a slower, more methodic, creative style. So he just wasn't going to be a good fit there. But players who end up in Coutinho's situation, you know, something's you know you you don't be surprised when something goes wrong at Aston Villa for him. Yeah, but from a fantasy perspective, it's it's fine, right? We can sort of move on, and and even from a Villa perspective, like why not, right? Bring him in, and yeah. you know, have some fun. And I don't think Everton fans regret that they had you know Hamas for at least those first the first quarter of last season. I mean, Everton Certainly were not. T- terrific, right? I mean, they were they were at top of the table or near or near to it for like the first yeah. ten weeks or so. You know, that was that was that's exciting. And so yeah, I mean, Coutinho pulled. I mean, United's defense. I mean, God, they would give West Ham's a run for their money right now, right? It's just mm-hmm. like. Uh, it's just so so creaky back there, and I know they've got some injuries, but still, I mean, well, but Veron yeah. and Lindelof, I would suggest, like some fans probably would say, yeah, I guess with our current uh, with our current squad, maybe that's the best center back pairing on offer. Yeah, uh, certainly <laughs> given how McGuire's played this year. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's true. Um, 
you know, I mean, the real problem is is Fred and Matic and yeah. uh, McTominay Matic was. I, I think I think Matic, McTominay is, is he suspended or is got an injury or something? He was out. I I I know I could look if I check, but he's out, he was out for whatever reason, and um, so I think that that really hurt as well because he does add at least a little bit of steel. I think. Yeah, he was suspended. Uh, yellow card suspended. suspension. But you just it, just real it. quick on Coutinho, I was you know trying to. Um, you know, speak to his career trajectory, but I totally agree. If you're an FPL manager and you you're enticed to bring him in, now is the time. You must capitalize on form. I yeah. if I wildcard for 23, uh, you know, he he's one of the first into my draft. So I uh, yeah. especially if the double game week is announced for Villa in 23, which we don't know yet, but it's possible. Yeah. I would 100% want Coutinho starting next week. Yeah, and yeah, especially we get a double. If, if we get a double, I'm, I'm bringing him in too. Uh, why not? It just yeah. seems like fun. And uh, I think if, if I was wildcarding in 23, um, I think Lucas Dean would have to crack my my squad as well. I mean, they, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's he looked terrific. Uh, created a bunch of chances. They have a bunch of double game weeks coming up. He's you know honestly represents pretty good value at five million. I mean, he's that's down from five point five to start the season. So and he's fresh. He's only played about eight minutes the, mm-hmm. the entire year. So. All right, question two is from Gareth Whale. Good name. Is that a real name? I don't know. Gareth Whale. It's from, it's from the Slack. So since everybody is asking about Coutinho, I'll twist and ask if Rafinha isn't a better value. Looked awesome Possibly. Today, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looked great against um, against West Ham. I think the pro for Rafinha is he's more of a known quantity. Uh, Coutinho Keeper. has, you know, one good sub appearance for Villa under his belt. You know, he's got, he, and he has a long history with Liverpool that we, we can recall, but Rafinha is, is an immediate FPL history that we can draw on. And if Leeds are back, uh, and I mean, I, okay, I here's I, a question. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Okay. So it's possible that in game week 23, we have a double, uh, again, we don't know if this is going to happen or not, but just like, let's say it, let's say it does, um, where Leeds would play Villa, uh, as part of their double, they play Villa and Newcastle at home. Right. So you just talked mm-hmm. about how if you're wild carding, uh, Coutinho would be first in the sheet, but you have, you have Rafinha at 0.5 million cheaper who would also be playing new, who would play Newcastle and Villa, right. Instead of Villa playing, um, whoever they're, are they playing, uh, who are they playing in game week 20? Three, it would be um, away to Everton uh, mm-hmm. with with no manager right now. So it's it's pretty close, right? Everton Leeds versus uh, Newcastle Villa, uh, both both at home. I think I would have to go with Rafinha there just because um, it feels like Leeds have maybe finally figured things out a little bit. Assuming you couldn't have both, possibly. I I guess I'll favor Coutinho here because I do think Aston Villa are just overall the better team, um, and and. Newcastle, Newcastle are coming off of a decent one nil victory against Watford, or sorry, a one one draw. Eighty ninth uh, so, minutes. Sorry, Newcastle fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Newcastle are. I don't know. They're they're on to something. Perhaps they're not like suddenly good or anything like that. But I think if you say Leeds versus Newcastle, those are teams who are kind of like on equal footing in a way this season. Both have had miserable weeks, uh, lots of injury problems, and they're going through some some pains right now. Aston Village seems like such a more positive scenario. I feel much better just about Aston Villa as a squad, which 
puts me on Coutinho. So I, I think like if you talk about trying to decide between two player picks, just go with the better player. Um, and in this situation, uh, it's very you can probably mount an argument of who is the better player. But I think Aston yeah. Villa are definitely the better side here. Well, you've put me to the to the to the spot there because if you had to pick the better player, I think I'm picking Rafinha. I think Rafinha at this mm-hmm. stage is better than than Coutinho. Uh, although I do, I think I'm with you on the team thing. I mean, there there were moments in that match, especially in the second half of the the Villa Manchester match, where you could kind of see how it could all work. You know, even, even before Coutinho came on, where you're like, this is like there's a lot there's like pieces here right like the you know Watkins and Ings it feels like they can th- like that could work together um i'm still not totally sold on Emmy Buendia right mm-hmm. so you, maybe you, you think of Coutinho in, in more of the Emmy Buendia role and you're like this is kind of like a like i don't know like i'm, I'm I, I think i'm with you like i would if i had to just have an entire squad give me give me villa for sure um so i think with Coutinho the only thing that would maybe worry me a little bit and again maybe this is like a it, Maybe I shouldn't be just comparing the two of them, but we really could be in a situation where we have to pick between the two of them this week. Um, I think that in that case, I probably would lean towards um, um, I would lean towards Rafine just because I mean I think there's a chance that Coutinho could come off the bench like maybe one more time. Yeah. Like it wouldn't shock me if they were still, or if he came on, maybe he, he gets subbed in the fifty seventh sure. minute or something like yeah, that. Match fitness have, issue match there. Fitness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, if I wild card. Um, or if you're looking to burn burn some transfer points, how about both going into next sure. week? I think that's I think that's very compelling. And talk to me about Diogo Jota. Um, is is that is that a wasted space at this point in time? Well, the situation he's in right now is it's basically like he's back at Wolves, right? I mean, without without. Without Mane and Salah there, it's it's kind of asking a lot of him. I mean, you know, Firmino played, got involved, had an assist today. Like, he's a terrific player. And three years ago, he was a brilliant player, right? Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I, I think um, I, I would say that he – the problem is once once those guys come back, he it's, it, you know, like he's a terrific asset again, right? And mm-hmm. they still have uh, – you know, they still have two matches to make up, away to Arsenal, home to Leeds. He got a couple doubles. Um, looking ahead, they play, I mean, it's honestly pretty decent run, right? Away to Palace, home to Leicester, away to Burnley, home to Norwich in the next four. Um, so I think it's like, it's it's one of those situations where it's just, it's just kind of annoying because I don't expect a lot out of him. But I also don't really like want to burn a transfer to move him, you know? And I feel like on a wild card, I probably would just keep him too. Um, yeah. You know, even though that's kind of a, I don't know. Like on a wild card, I, th- I mean, are you like really seriously thinking about a wild card this week? Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, I think an aggressive move would be to drop him on a mm-hmm. wild card for a little while, and you could just bring him back later. You know, I'd rather have Rafinha over Jota for the in the short term. Yeah, I think I think the talk of Coutinho and Rafinha plus Jota puts me at a three five two looking at the next few weeks because sure. there are so many midfield options and I think we're gonna talk a little bit more about strikers yeah. in a moment. So I'll just put a pin in that. Yeah, and I think, you know, we kind of know who's not going to be playing in the weeks ahead, right? I mean it's it's sort of a mix. It's a mix of all these postponed fixtures plus You've got I, I, apparently Chelsea's still going to play in the World Club Club. Like that has not been canceled as far as I don't know why it hasn't been canceled, but it's still it's still going forward as far as as far as I know. You still have all these League Cup 
League Cup final uh, to come as well. So, uh, but at least we kind of know where we stand with a lot of these postponements. So it is a little easier to wildcard now, right? You sort mm-hmm. of, I don't think we're going to be getting that many more Premier League postponements, assuming, I think the Arsenal thing has got to be the last straw, right? They're not going to like keep letting teams get away with this, are they? Like, I, I don't know. And I imagine there's probably a lot of wasted money after after that postponement with like security and police being sort of deployed and whatever else one has to do infrastructure wise to get ready for a big match like that totally was already in motion. Yeah. And that was the Sunday. It was the it was the featured fixture for the weekend. Right. Both from internet just from an international tv perspective right like it's like yeah would you want to have this on Mm -hmm. like the prime window right before the nfl playoffs start (laughs) or do you want to have it on a tuesday at 2 30 p.m and and the i'm not saying the u.s market is the only thing that matters at all but Mm -hmm. like i'm just in general it's like do you want this match on a tuesday or do you want it in the the prime window and everyone can watch it and Mm -hmm. you know i I don't think they're going to let many more of those matches get postponed you leave these football hooligans with nothing to do on a saturday afternoon you're going to have more like Mm -hmm. winston churchill statue are floating in the Thames. So. Totally. Dart, dart contests. I mean, any, any, anything, Brent. Lots, <laughs> dart lots contests. There you go. <laughs> All right. So um, let's go on to the next question here. I, I'm, I'm really high on Rafinha, and I just could not have been more impressed with how he looked today. I thought he looked incredible. Um, and that free kick, he hit the hit – the, I can't remember if it was the post or the crossbar, but that was a terrific – a terrific free kick almost almost went in as well late in that match. Um, next question is uh, an old always cheating favorite, Brandon, but one we haven't talked about very much this season. Uh, Brooklyn. Uh, by the way, this is my new thing. I'm not I'm not going to say the word FPL on the podcast anymore. Okay, so okay. this is FPL Brooklyn. I'm just calling him Brooklyn. Okay, so this could be Brooklyn. Decker? I don't know. You know, I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> could just Brooklyn. Be, could be a geographic landmass writing in. Could be a yeah exactly could be a geographic uh, part of part of one of the five boroughs. Mm-hmm. Says uh, is KDB back to his high flying ways? Kevin De Bruyne, Brian, remember him? I sure do. <laughs> um, one of my f- favorite players, and yeah, this this guy is is back to back to his best. I would suggest. I from what I can tell, one hundred percent, and that is definitely a temptation. Now the his his issue has been. His price tag, uh, let's see, he's at 12.1. He had a price rise last night. And uh, when you talk about um, Mo Salah coming back in, in a couple of game weeks, is De Bruyne perhaps a placeholder for Mo Salah and then like an easy swap? Because Man City's fixtures coming up are Southampton, Brentford, Norwich. So, I mean, a, a, a pretty sensible plan for people out there could be you're dropping Mo Salah if you haven't already uh, or you find a way to uh, fit KDB into your midfield and then once Salah is back on the menu then he's gone and this this run for Manchester City through game week 25 just lines up perfectly for that sort of plan yeah I mean I think that's really interesting yeah Brentford so you, you could you could do a double Norwich right you could do you could have KDB for Norwich in 25 and then move him to Salah to for Norwich mm-hmm. in 26 the Norwich double God, mm-hmm. that would be uh it could be it could be brilliant um yeah I think I think those moves could work out well the real you know like risky move would be you know Liverpool don't play in gaming 27 so could you ride? Could you ride KDB through to to twenty eight? That's that's that would be the tricky one. I'm I'm in an interesting spot with with Bruno right now, where um, I thought he looked terrific, and I I have to imagine he'll go back to to being the Bruno 
Ronaldo Bruno uh, when Ronaldo returns, if and when that is. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Could be Wednesday. I don't really know. I mean, it's hard to say, right? But he didn't travel at all. makes me wonder if he actually is going to play on Wednesday. Yeah, it's possible to say. Let's not even speculate, Brandon. Let's not let's not ruin our listeners' time by speculating. Um, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think I, I could, I would at least consider Bruno to to KDB. Um, if I were to rank all the Man City assets, by the way, like just in general, mm-hmm. it's there's like, I mean, to me, it's basically Cancelo is like the uh, the tier one. Uh, you've got KDB and Diaz in tier two, mm-hmm. and big, 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 big gap. And then down in tier nine, you've got everybody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beyond. And that includes Raheem Sterling. That includes Phil Foden. That includes Bernardo Silva. I don't really want any of them. I really don't. And I, I just don't want, I don't want to deal with it. I don't care how good the fixtures are because you don't know who's going to play and you don't know who's going to score. And you don't know who's going to assist. And it's like, oh yeah, like the, the result is just have three of them. And it's like, well, it doesn't usually work out somehow. Like we've, we've all played this game before the man, sure. like the like triple up in man city and hope it works game. And it's really not an effective strategy. Do you think Cole Palmer is in that same tier nine? Uh, is, is he with everybody or is there like a lower that's tier? A great, like tier that's 10 a great, for Cole that's Palmer? a great question. There's a Cole Palmer tier. And that is the tier 10 has been renamed the Cole Palmer tier. So we're going to throw him in there. Is the Scott Carson tier above or below the Cole Palmer tier? Another great question. There's a Scott Carson tier. That's tier 11, Brandon. That's below the Cole Palmer tier. (laughs) I've got another one for you. (laughs) I didn't even know this guy existed. Another backup uh, keeper, Mm -hmm. Kieran Slicker, Mr. Slicker. Where is he? Slickers in tier nine, actually. Wow. Okay, <laughs> really? Good. I rate him. Yeah. <laughs> He's rated. Okay. Properly rated. All right. Yeah. Um, we, we teased this question about strikers. So let's, let's talk quickly there. Emil Seedlick wants to know what to do with Antonio and DCL. Are there yeah. any emerging forwards to consider? Now, first off, yeah. Everton are just uh, dead on arrival here, as is DCL. God bless him. Yeah. And, Maybe with uh, a new manager in a while, you know, we can consider him. Sure, big dunk coming in probably on a temporary basis, sure. and you know, yeah. he's he he probably has Rally. a decent relationship with DCL. That's that's yeah. fair. So DCL gets a hold for one more week. Everton in game week twenty three are facing Aston Villa. Um, I don't know. One one would suspect you've got bigger fish to fry, but I guess the the overarching question that Emil's getting at is. Is there even anybody else to get? Like, why get rid of DCL to bring in somebody like, um, I don't know, Jimenez, who despite a 3-1 win against Southampton, uh, came away with only five points, hasn't really been performing. No, no. Wolves are, Wolves are going to one. I mean, I realize they scored three goals today, but in general, I think that they're, they're going to one nil their way towards the end of this season, regroup in the summer. Yeah, and Antonio just looks awful, to, to put it one yeah. way. Unfortunately, uh, he, he really does. Um, yeah, but you no, and I, I both love Antonio, so this is not this is not those are not words we say lightly. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he looks like he's haunted by something. Uh, we we don't blame Antonio for mm-hmm. anything. And he talked about the day he bought those two short shorts. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny seeing Rafinha and Antonio in the same shot uh, near the end of the game, and they both had like pulled bunched up their their shorts around their. Yeah. Uh, their nut sacks. And I was just like, this is great television. I, I think uh, it's wonderful stuff. Two thoughts here. One is uh, I, 
ne- maybe not for the next two weeks for 23 and 24, because uh, they play Leicester away and then have a blank. But I actually think that Neil Mape is is now somebody who is worth thinking about a little bit. I, I was he's had a really nice run this season. We sort of always think about him as like clown show 11 kind of mm-hmm. dude, you know, and he makes a lot of mistakes, but he really is kind of a fun, active player. It seems yeah. like he's really the sort of the key forward in that, you know, I mean, you have Trossard up there as well, but it's really, it feels like Mape is the guy. If something's going to happen, Mape, I mean, he, he created that assist, right? For mm-hmm. the, um, uh, the for, the, for the equalizer and mm-hmm. yeah, for the, for the own goal. And um, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, like maybe not the next two weeks, but after that it's Watford, Burnley, Villa, Newcastle. It's a nice run and he's really cheap. So it's pretty easy to move uh, people to him. I don't know if you can hear the uh, absolute yeah. chaos. What, what's pandem- pandemonium there in, in I, Park Slope? Usually you're the one living in the more quiet neighborhood, and I'm I know, here in the wilds of Harlem. Here. I, I know. It's, I'm sad to admit I do, I do not. Normally I get away with not rec- – oh, wow. It's actually just parking in front of my house. <laughs> this is, oh, no. There's a, there's a traffic jam, oh, and they're okay. just they're, – he's just sitting there waiting to move. So let's see. Let's see if this resolves itself quickly. I know, you know, one day, Brandon, we'll, we'll be recording in soundproof rooms. You know, uh, that, that's the dream. We'll get there one day. Someday. Yeah, one day for sure. Uh, but I, yeah, I think I think he's up there. I have a hot take for you, though, Brandon, which is mm-hmm. that do we really need Wally Watkins? I know they've got good fixtures coming up, but like, wouldn't it be great if he was actually like a good fantasy asset for like a minute before we were all considering him? Yeah. Like, it's, are we just like hoping that like the fixtures save him? Because he really hasn't been good the entire season. Yeah, it's a tricky one with Watkins where it's like, how do you define a striker like Ali, who I think always looks good, sure, um, but there is um, precious little end product. And I, I, I think there's a little bit of narrative with Aston Villa and with Watkins where they, they – kind of hit a bumpy patch. Dean Smith had to go change in management. Danny Ings trying to fit him in. I mean, Watkins has had to endure a lot of chaos at the club and they've come out of it. And I think they're getting settled under Gerard. They're looking good under Gerard Watkins, Gerard, or however you want to pronounce it. Um, I think Watkins is going to benefit from it. I really do. And I would make the case that, there is it's it's similar to what we were saying about DCL, but I think in a more positive way. Because who are you going to replace Watkins with? There is no. I would rather take a chance on Watkins uh, with decent fixtures and good team form than I would be hopeful with somebody like Neil Moppet. Yeah, I mean, Ings. Would we consider Ings? He is a little more central than Watkins. Um, no. Doesn't always no. play the minutes. No, 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 I would not because I do think it. Well, I'm going to do a little player stats comparison for the two of them. But I think okay. the eye, what the eye test tells me is even if Ings is central, Watkins is getting all the touches. He's the more dynamic player. He's the one who is who's involved. Yeah. I agree. It's just, I mean, like five goals and two assists, it's not terrible, but he is an 8 million. I mean, like it's not good either. It's it's it, like for an 8 million forward, five goals and two assists is, is incredibly unimpressive. And I, I think you're right. I think we all like, like the way he plays, like the way he looks, he's probably gets a little unlucky at times. He did have 14 goals and nine assists last season. So we know he's capable of it, but, um, and I mean, I guess like the real answer here is just that like the fixtures are going to save him, right? Their, their fixtures are just so good, um, over the next few weeks. So, 
I, I guess I'll end up going to Tony Oda Watkins as well. And maybe I'm just like a little like embittered because I just had this, I like, endured this run where it just his matches kept getting canceled and then he got COVID and it was like, you know, I had him for four weeks and never got a single point out of him, you know? And so yeah. it's, it's like affected my, my Watkins uh, perspective a little bit here, but I don't know. It's just like, I, I don't love bringing in a player just because the fixtures are good. And um, that's kind of how I feel about Watkins right now. I'm just like, I, I would like to actually score a couple goals. Like I, I would like to, you know, feel like I was bringing in a player that I really believed in. And I feel like right now Watkins is in the, Josh doesn't believe in you. <laughs> like I would much rather have Coutinho over Watkins, you yeah. know, just because, um, um, I don't know. Maybe it just seems more fun. He's also cheaper by like 0.7 million. So yeah, the stats, the stats are pretty skewed between the two of these guys. Just looking at the last four matches because Ings has one more start than Watkins because of, uh, I think it was a COVID test. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Ings is, is winning out over the long, over the long term. So I just, I need more aggregate data here, Joshua. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you know, you didn't see the, yeah, this, this is like classic data, FPL data. You looked at the data. didn't like what you saw. I did. Like, I need to look at more data to, to, to confirm my, all right. If I, uh, if I just pull, if here. I just pull the whole season between Watkins and Ings, uh, Watkins has three more starts than Danny. Um, he just, he, he beats, he beats Danny Ings on XG. I think if, mm-hmm. Danny Ings is just, I think what I like about Danny Ings is he's an elite finisher. Mm-hmm. And his XG on the season with 15 starts is 2.85, where Ollie Watkins is 5.59. So with five goals, Ollie Watkins is just shy of his XG for the season. So um, does that mean he needs to be put into better positions by his teammates? Uh, is he is he not taking enough shots? Um, I'm not yeah. not sure exactly what the issue here is. You look at goal involvement. So, yeah, Watkins has twice as many touches in the uh, the opponent's yeah. half. Of- All right. All right. Okay. I, I think, I think you're right. I think Watkins ever ranks. I, I guess I'm going to default to Watkins and probably end up bringing him in at some point. I mean, I just, I just dropped him. I guess I could have dropped into, Oh my goodness. The chaos outside my door <laughs> is driving me crazy. Uh, I could have, I could have, I, you know, I could have dropped, uh, Antonio instead of Watkins. I, I got two more points out of Antonio today. My, my thinking was just like, give me Antonio Leeds versus Watkins at Man United. And, I, and again, just because I'm not totally like, at least Antonio has had like some great runs this season. I was like, well, like, I don't know. He scored a score at Leeds early this season. I mean, he honestly should have had his second assist uh, today. Right. I mean, at the, at the end of that game. Yeah. Um, so Anyway, um, so you can you can feel my lack of enthusiasm for Ollie Watkins. But maybe I'll, but I'll, I'll probably bring him in anyway. Um, all right, and uh, final question is from newcomer. He says, "What does Robbo need to do to become template?" He says he outscored Jota again. <laughs> uh, it's a great question. Yeah, um, I thought so too. I don't. There were well, how many seasons ago was it? Is it is it just three seasons ago where where? managers were doing this doubling up on Trent and Rabo. And I feel yeah. like people have just become stingy with their budget between now and then. Yeah. Um, the He's, expectation yeah. is that Liverpool are a goal scoring team, like the opposite of Chelsea. Like if, if Trent and Rabo are in Chelsea, we're already doubled up on these guys, but Liverpool get goals up front very consistently. Uh, yeah. So that that lessens the appeal of doubling up on the defense, and I do think it's a fluke. Anytime Rabo outscores Trent as he did to, today That's against true. Brentford, um, as good as Rabo is, 
obviously. Uh, but then Jota, I don't know. It's is it like an effective ownership thing? Is it out of fear that people are are really with Jota at this point? Um, yeah, I think it is probably a little fear based. I mean, yeah, I, I think the effective ownership thing is, is starting to, um, get in our heads a little mm-hmm. too much. Um, and it probably, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting though, right? Because it's sort of, you know, we saw with, with, uh, with Bowen's brace at midweek, you know, like it was, that was the, I didn't follow the herd, right? I captain Antonio and I really, it really cost me, mm-hmm. um, but to, yeah, today, so it's like, it, it goes back and forth a little bit. I feel like down the stretch run here, we're going to have to take some EO. We're going to have to like kind of screw our courage to the sticking post, Brandon, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not look at EO for some of these decisions, because I, I think we'll actually, we'll be there in just a couple of weeks, because I think when Salah comes back, we're going to be in some really tricky spots. I mean, what happens if you have a Kevin De Bruyne, you know, and I think that, you know, so we'll, we're, I think we can punt that question on the road that just because we have a little time. Uh, we have matches this coming weekend, and then we actually have a week and a half off uh, between um, uh, between matches. And so we should know a lot more about when everybody's coming back from the African Cup of Nations by the time we do even next week's pod. Um, mm-hmm. which we actually we have a special guest for that pod, Brandon. So I'm excited about that. We're going to mix it up next Sunday. That's, that's a little, that's a little mid pod tease right there. Um, <laughs> so I, I think, you know, the thing with Robbo is it's just, it's like, it's hard to get your head back into thinking about him as an FPL asset because mm-hmm. he's missed uh, six starts already in the season. Um, and, uh, I think, you know, Samika's playing well in his place has also hurt things a little bit. Cause you're like, well, maybe he's going to get some starts randomly here and there just to, you know, just, just to spell Robbo, especially with the, when the champions league returns, mm-hmm. that's like, it's like a minor worry that I would, that I have. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just a 7 million defender. I don't know. I mean, like it's, you know, like Trent is so consistent in terms of his attack returns. He already has, you know, two goals and 10 assists in the season. Uh, Rabo surprisingly is actually doing quite well for himself. I mean, one goal and six assists for Rabo. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had one goal and eight last season, but you know, one goal and six assists and, uh, considering he missed six matches is actually pretty impressive. So I'm officially putting him right on the Josh Landon watch list. I think that, uh, wow, fire emoji. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay. Would you rather have, well, it's actually interesting. If you're on a wild card right now, right? You have yeah. um, uh, it's kind of a given that you're still going to have Cancelo and that you'll have Trent. Like yeah. those two are just like locked into your squad. I think like what about um, let's say money wasn't an object. If it was Robbo versus Lucas Dean, which one are you <laughs> going with? Oh, uh, let's see. The money skews it too much, right? Because Dean's a full two million cheaper. Yeah, I think that that money talks. You know, when two million comes knocking at my door, I answer. Mm-hmm. I answer. Yeah. I think yeah. um, the fact that Chelsea coming up have Spurs in game week twenty three, followed by two blanks because of the Club World Cup, uh, like Chelsea defense uh, is is not a worry. One has to have if they're really shaking up your team going into game week twenty three, so Robbo can take the spot of of another Chelsea defender who's 2 million cheaper than, yeah. than Robbo. I don't know. God. Robbo Rudiger. over Rudiger, I think is um, maybe a more interesting question. Yeah. I mean, Rudiger to Dean sounds awesome to me right now. Mm-hmm. I have to say um, I, I had a great run with Chelsea's Chelsea's defenders and it's been um, not a lot of fun the last, uh, the last month and month and change. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope Reese James get well soon. Right, Brandon? We'll, we'll, we'll you know, 
We'll, put, we'll, we'll keep uh, we'll keep lighting the lighting the candle. We, yeah, yeah, we yeah, need a little bit of that friends. magic back. I mean, Chelsea are so clearly still the among the best three teams in the division, but my yeah. God, they just seem to be steadily falling down the the food yeah. chain. They almost got away with it. I mean, their their plan was clearly not to win that match, right? It was just to it was just to get a nil nil draw and. I mean, I, I don't, did Lukaku touch the ball in that match? Like it was like it was. He did. He had a he had a huge play. chance, which he blew. Um, uh, and I worry about, about them. Yeah. Thomas Tuchel yeah. just looked in agony on the sidelines, and like yeah. like the type of attitude that does not inspire uh, one's team. Like he yeah. was just he was just ashamed of every player. Just. Just you know, just clearly despised his squad. And it's not he's, a good look. It's not a good look. He's a great. I think he's a great manager. I don't think they should sack him. Or I mean, not that the, I don't think that's even on the, on the table right now. But you know how it is at Chelsea, right? Like it's sure. a, it's a pretty. Um, so like Watford light yeah. over there. Yeah, I I like I like Tuchel though. I mean, I like him in press conferences. I, I hope that I hope that they figure it out. But he's he's been saddled with some 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 issues. That's for sure. I think I think him taking the hard line in the cockpit was was the right way to go. Though I think that did work out. I mean, it seems like everyone's kind of on the same page now, at least. So uh, anyway, all right, let's take a break. We'll talk about game week 23. All right, we're back. Game week 23 kicks off on Friday. We got another Friday match. And I think this one's a doozy. I have to say, I, I think a, I mean, a, a, a proper relegation six pointer on a Friday evening. sounds like, a blast. To mm-hmm. me. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, why not? You've got you've got Team King, you've got Team Dennis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. you've got no Team Norwich. Even though Josh Sargent Claxon of uh, FPL attacking return this mm-hmm. weekend and assist yep. on an own goal, so you know you yeah. were waving my little USA flag over here. Yeah, and and Norwich won. Like, congrats to them. Like, I'm yeah. glad they got some. You know, I want their. They have great supporters, right? Like, I'm, I'm glad they had a little a little joy this weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, I they're, think, they're uh, in a position yeah. where they could definitely find themselves. Suddenly you have to consider a future in which Norwich doesn't get relegated this season. Yeah. I mean, you have to, th- it seems like it's a really, yeah. I mean, they're, they're what they're above Newcastle and Burnley now, aren't yeah. they? So, uh, yeah, this could be really, really kind of a matter of whether or not Newcastle can get it together or not. And if mm-hmm. they can't get it together, then, Norwich could definitely climb over um, some of those other teams just ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. So at least we've got one race. The title race, I think, is a little over. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't get juiced about the about Champions League races. I just went through this too much as an Arsenal fan, mm-hmm. you know, with Wenger, the fourth, fourth place trophy sure. stuff. It's just like, like, because well, the, the problem is once you, like, if you consistently make the Champions League and don't do anything in there, like the appeal of making it does seem like I'm, I, it's like, it's hard for me to get juiced about like Arsenal's like revenue getting boosted. You know, it's like, well, they've got plenty, right. They'll, they can spend $70 million on a, on a Pepe if they, mm-hmm. if they want, you know? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for West Ham though, to get that fourth spot, because I think that that will keep the league that much more interesting. If, if West Ham misses out on the Champions League, Declan Rice is probably moving to a top four club and then suddenly West Ham are just not a factor anymore. So some, some good diversity of teams up up the the loss today. The loss today was, was, was not ideal. Um, I think, uh, cause I I think Arsenal are are probably the the favorites now for that, 
that fourth spot. Although, I mean, they haven't been back in several years either. I mean, that would be kind of fun, um, mm-hmm. especially if they bought a forward over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's that. That's our game week twenty three preview. Thank you for listening. Um, now we've got the we got Watford Norwich on on Friday, and then um, it's I mean, right at the moment, it's a nice mix of of Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. You got a, a fun Saturday morning match uh, between a Villa and an Everton. I mean, I. You know, kind of like who knows what that one's going to look like. I, mm-hmm. I think we could see a little Everton rally, as we talked about earlier. Uh, Brentford Wolves. That's a that's a that's a fourth TV. That's a that's a that's maybe don't watch that one. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on the uh, flashing scores in the upper right hand corner of the live broadcast for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or do the um, what what do they call it here in the goal rush? Is yeah, that what they call right. it in the United yeah, States? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leeds Newcastle could be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Man United West Ham. Okay, sure. I don't know. It's like a that's like a three two match. Probably that'd probably be the most high scoring match of the day. Yeah, uh, as, the, as the, yeah. the recent pattern with Manchester United West Ham is West Ham solid performance in the first half. Manchester United somehow find a way to pick the lock in the second half, and everyone leaves disappointed except United fans. Manchester I, United fans. I I think West Ham will probably win that match. Uh, honestly. Okay. All right. I, I mean, it'll, it'll be the third match in a week for for Man United. Uh, West Ham coming off a pretty. Um, dispiriting loss mm-hmm. um but they're a much more cohesive team right mm-hmm. this is like like the, what what man united do not want to be facing right now is a team that actually plays well together right <laughs> sure. that, that 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 overcomes any talent disparity right now yeah. and that, that's why that wolves team beat them right yeah, at old trafford true. um mm-hmm. so i i think that yeah i think the west ham could could absolutely win that match um and uh, and then yeah southampton man city which um yeah southampton just I mean, to give up three goals to to Wolves, that is um Yeah. Hassan Hoodle has yeah. Manchester City's number though. Nil nil draw earlier <laughs> this true. season, the Livermento game. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Man City are gonna annihilate Southampton this yeah. this go around and uh, and kill them in front of their home fans. Sorry to all you Saints fans out there. Uh, Sunday Arsenal Burnley. Do you still have any I guess you're gonna if you wildcard, would you keep um uh, ben White. What he uh, yeah, I think Ben White would come through on a wild card because Arsenal can can play decent defense when they want to. I don't know if I if I want to spend more money to upgrade to a fullback with attacking potential. I mean, yeah. Ben White, good as he is, is is really one dimensional as a fantasy asset. Yeah, but uh, I I think Arsenal's run is. Is, let's see. Let's look at their upcoming fixtures. Burnley followed by Wolves could be a, you know, nil-nil draw. Um, it's most dour in game week twenty-four. Issue with Arsenal is they have two blanks coming up in twenty-five and twenty-seven. Right. So, right. Um, but you've got Brentford and Watford on either side, which makes Ben White probably the pick because he's benchable. Aaron Ramsdale yeah. as a as a goalkeeper is not benchable because you don't yeah. really want to rotate. And so on and so forth. Ben White at four point four is is you know is as expensive as your fifth defender. Yeah. Well, I I forgot about those blanks. That does that does make it a little. Um, I don't know if I want to say full on disqualifying, but it does does take some of the some of the fun out of it. Um, let's see what else we got on Sunday, Brandon. I, I like mm. just going through. I don't usually just go through the matches like this. It's kind of fun to see what we've got though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palace Liverpool. Yeah, today's match was funny. I mean, in the end, it became a really easy Liverpool win, but it was kind of, um, it was much less, I don't know, it wasn't very entertained. I have to, I, I was, I was, the West Ham Leeds match, uh, yeah. I was kind of tracking both, and the West Ham Leeds match became the match I was watching exclusively just because that was so, um, so much more fun. It was a, like an entertaining game of pinball. Like the, the, you know, it wasn't like, 
you know, great moves, team moves being put together by Liverpool. And it's just the, the ball ended up finding it play itself in, in interesting yeah. places. I mean, the thing you would say about Palace in this match is Palace tend to be a big, a big match team. You know, yeah. they, they tend to save their best performances for the the clubs at the top of the table. So, you know, no one's no one's gonna be captaining Jota or Trent, I would warn. I don't think so. I mean, looking at the uh, the final two matches on Sunday, we've got Leicester Brighton and Chelsea Spurs. So looking at captains, I think it's uh, the couple of options that come to mind here. And you tell me if there's any um, anyone else that, hmm. that you'd add to this list. I think, um, uh, re- you know, we'll see what happens in midweek. But if Ronaldo is back and healthy, I think that Ronaldo at home to West Ham is definitely an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Cancelo away to Southampton is an option. Uh, if you brought in Rafinha, uh, for, for this, this game week, I think Rafinha home to Newcastle would be an option. Um, who else, who else would crack that list? Trent maybe. Yeah. Uh, Trent would, I'm looking at Arsenal hosting Burnley and, uh, you know, rag ragged squad. Um, are they, you know, pick from the healthy guys of Martinelli is still, Healthy and is going to start, uh, you know, running him fast, running at that Burnley defense feels yeah, fun and exciting. Uh, what other attacker like, I mean, what, what was the prognosis on Saka? Um, let me look that up real quick just to see how, how long he's going to be out. Looks like he could be back for that fixture with his, uh, with his niggly little undiagnosed injury quote is he Saka felt something last minute. He was really fatigued and I don't know. He's a young boy hmm. and he recovers pretty quickly. Ben Dennery has him back on January 20th. Gotcha. Um, sort of the issue with these postponements, isn't it? It just makes it so hard to um, assess these. Pl- it's hard to assess form. It's hard to, have a sense of the injuries because yeah, yeah, you have to go on Instagram, watch who's in the training ground photos at these clubs, Instagram pages. I think personally that, uh, I would probably be looking at Ronaldo, uh, mm-hmm. from, for the captaincy. Uh, but again, that's, that's a question I don't really think we need to spend too much time on because let's just see where we are after, mm-hmm. you know, Wednesday evening. Um, transfer wise, I really like the idea of a Trossard to Rafinha move. And that is where I'm leaning. I think that Trossard to um, Coutinho is also an option. I mean, I sort of made my case for Rafinha earlier, and so I'll stick with that. But uh, if we get any kind of Game Week 23 news, then obviously that will be a huge factor. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I don't have anything else really. To, I, I'm just yeah. like, as you were talking, I was thinking through what my wild card might look like and and would I actually have Ronaldo in a wild card. I'm not sure I would. Um, and I, I am drawn to that idea of bringing Kevin De Bruyne in as a, as a most solid placeholder. So, um, if KDB did come in, I think I'd captain him against Southampton. Um, all right. Well, one last question here from Pog. Uh, not, not P O G P A A G Brandon says, should we be looking at any Burnley Lester assets of the most double game weeks coming up? So when it comes to transfer talk, Madison, I mean, if you're on a wild card right now, like Madison DACA, we didn't actually talk about DACA in that forward section, which we probably should have because, um, should we without, have you just- well, I don't know without Vardy, um, and Ian has gone. DACA's was, he was going to play this weekend. I mean, I would have considered DACA, um, 
as a possible option uh, if if that Lester match had gone forward. So um, you know, I don't know. He I just awesome yeah. when he plays. Yeah, he just does. He hasn't played enough for me. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think Lester are not the sum of their parts. I just, yeah. Lester, yeah. they kind of just like random good performances. Madison seems to Madison and Telemans are always at the heart of that. Uh, I, I think Telemans is kind of compelling, uh, as he is the pen taker, yeah. but I, I just think with, with these two teams, Lester and Burnley, the only thing that would compel me would be a price tag. And, like that brings me to Matt Loughton at 4.4 as a fifth defender. Yep. And you could bring him in when these doubles and eventually pop up. But on a wild card, there's so much we don't know about the upcoming doubles, when they're going to happen, et cetera. And yep. I don't want to bring Docket in and come to find out Lester's doubles get scheduled, you know, a month from now and I've lost all interest in daca or lester that's true i know well let's let's keep i guess that's that's really the answer that's why so we haven't that's why these previews are coming at the end of the podcast brandon for the for the true heads yeah who listen this long because um there's just so much so many unknowns right now with, with covid um these kind of injury postponements when people are coming back to african combinations what the double game weeks are going to look like when the double game is going to get rescheduled um but it's at least i hope my hope brandon hmm Beyond anything else, I just want to have 10 matches. It's like Obama is on the podcast right now talking about hope and change. Look, look, (laughs) Brandon, uh, I just want 10 double game weeks. Yeah, that's what I want. I want 10 double game weeks this weekend coming right up, okay? I think I would wildcard if there were 10 double game weeks. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah, that's that's my hope. I just want 10 matches. I don't want anything postponed. I don't care if there's any doubles or not. I just want 10 matches. And uh, that would be – and I don't mean – I don't mean – one match gets canceled. One team gets a double. Okay, Brennan. I want a clean ten. I want ten, I want twenty teams playing once at least. That's yeah, it. yeah. So, I'm, what what would your transfers be looking at this week? Like, if I don't wild card, I think I just bring in KDB for Salah or Son. I might be able to do Son to KDB with the money I have in the bank. Yeah, I mean, if you can do Son to KDB, I think that's an easy move. Um, I think for me. Uh, Again, a Trussard to Rafinha, maybe Trussard to Coutinho if I mm-hmm. if I just you know felt a little differently. But I I, I was just really impressed with Rafinha, and he's cheaper than Coutinho, I mean, 0.5 million cheaper, and they both have I think the same number of doubles to play. So uh, mm-hmm. I mean that that Villa run is a little uh, a little better than I, I I just I think I just forgot it sort of crept up on me like how yeah. good how good their upcoming run is. Uh, I mean I, I didn't know about it when I dropped Watkins, but um, you know I've got I've got to make me and Watkins have to do some soul searching. We've got to go. Mm-hmm. You know, walk on the beach together. Go on a retreat. Go on and do a high ropes course with him. We need to reconcile. Trust falls and all that stuff. (laughs) So, all right. Well, that's your pod. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. We'll do an extra pod after all the double gimmicks have been done or, you know, have completed this week. And we'll put that up uh, for all of our um, for our Patreon supporters, the Lord Sorath level and up. That should go up on Thursday, um, sometime Thursday evening. So uh, keep your eye out for that. And uh, once again, patreon.com slash always cheating. Thank you to everyone who supports us. A special thanks to our producers. Brendan, do you want to do a quick thanks to the always cheating producer patrons? 100%. Thanks. Producers Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T., The Big Gaffer, Bob Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne. Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg-Skoging, Paul Herzig, 
Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Karen Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Uwong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shaw, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Morjoria, Ron Frosk, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Paxoy, Martin Ospith, Lee Hickman, Volger, Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, Managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, and FPL Pessimist. Man, that's like review. a Marvel, it's like a Marvel level scroll at this point. It's like we're at like, you know, like when they did like the DFX things at the end, yeah. you know? And yeah, yeah. That's, that's I would love a there. stinger at the end of that list of producers, like if a producer was coming back, like, oh no, can you believe he's back? <laughs> She's back. That's crazy. The Saint will return. <laughs> The hit, the hit, the hit, uh, Val Kilmer vehicle. That's the right. Saint. Exactly. Vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Rate, review, and subscribe to Always Cheating wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters, Instagram at Hail Cheaters, email Cheaters at gmail.com. All this information is at your fingertips at our website, alwayscheating.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Good luck this weekend. Good luck the rest of the double game week, too, however many players you have. Um, uh, and I don't know. I'm still undecided whether I even want Ronaldo to play. I guess I do. Why not? Right? Let's get Ronaldo in there. Oh, God. I would, if I, no. No, you wouldn't want, well, I like the positive attitude. Always move forward, Josh. I guess I don't. Well, I guess what I want is Soko <laughs> to get a hat trick on Tuesday and Ronaldo not to play. <laughs> there right? you go. <laughs> right on. If I had right a better on. player coming off the bench, it would, might change the calculus a little bit. Uh, anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Okay, forever. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.